Today, Biden finally drafts his tyrannical vaccine mandate and the first lawsuits are filed. And uh, after the Democrats take a pounding around the country, the New York Times, of course, attacks the GOP for pouncing on parental rights in public schools. We've got a lot coming up today and it all starts right now. Hey, welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, today, we have got a great show in store for you. We've got two guests on, in studio, and we've got one remote in studio. We've got, of course, Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America. Thank you, Sarah. Find it here on Blaze TV, also on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. All of that. Do it. Et cetera, et cetera. It's mandated. Uh, also, we've got, again, uh, on the program, it is five-time Billboard charting artist and political commentator Chandler Crump, which I believe is you are still the youngest uh, person that we've had on the show. Yep. Thanks and, for being here. And now I'm the youngest person on the show that also has Billboard charts. There you go. I think you're the only person on the show that has I had do Billboard. I do have three. I do have three. Really? So, yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Classical. In the classical charts, though. Well, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to ask our, our guest joining us remotely if maybe he is a billboard charter himself. This is, of course, founder and CEO, but, you know, most importantly, God King of the Daily Wire, (laughs) Jeremy Boring himself. Jeremy, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. My band, Smokey Mike and the God King, hasn't charted since the (laughs) (laughs) mid-1960s. Wow. Well, you you may need to get to work on that, Jeremy. Just saying. We've Um, got some competition for you. (laughs) Uh, All right. So let's get to the the topic at hand, which is, of course, the vaccine mandate that the Biden administration has finally drafted. We heard about it in September. He announced that uh, he said the Department of Labor was developing an emergency rule mandating that all employers with more than 100 employees require workers to be be fully vaccinated or be subject to weekly testing before going to work. You guys recall, this was the uh, the press conference Joe Biden had where he said our patience is wearing thin, uh, you know, with these unvaccinated, us dirty unvaccinated people. <laughs> and uh, so they have finally drafted that text. Uh, OSHA has advanced the rule under a temporary emergency provision. It would be the first time federal regulators have listed a respiratory virus uh, as an occupational hazard outside of the healthcare industry. And, you know, I think all all of conservative media everywhere was like, what can we do? We have to do something about this. And of course, we heard uh, that you guys, Jeremy, the Daily Wire filed, uh, you're you're challenging the Biden administration vaccine mandate. You filed a lawsuit against them over this mandate. This is what you guys, the Dillon Law Group and Alliance Defending Freedom filing this this legal challenge. Can you tell us more about it, Jeremy? Yeah, absolutely. Well, As you say, all of us in conservative media knew that we needed to act when we heard about this uh, mandate. We're in a position at the Daily Wire. We do have more than 100 employees, more than 100 employees in the office. So we knew that no matter how it went down, total employees or total employees on site, one way or the other, we were going to meet the threshold. So we retained the Dillon Law Group immediately uh, back in September. And not long after that, uh, made an agreement with Alliance Defending Freedom to be co-counsel on the case and got to work drafting. Now, it's a challenge because, of course, the president announced that he was going to do this, but it's taken several months for him to actually get around to doing it. And in fact, it won't be filed formally until tomorrow and won't go into effect until January 4th. So there's questions about exactly when can you challenge. Mm-hmm. You can't challenge the president saying he's going to do something. You have to wait until it's done. And so today uh, is the day that we were finally able to file in the Sixth Circuit uh, our uh, suit against 
OSHA, against the Department of Labor, against the Biden administration for what's clearly uh, an overreach, a tyrannical overreach by the administration. Any way you look at it, it's a constitutional violation. It's a, it's a violation in terms of just administrative law, the process by which they went uh, about doing it. And what they're really trying to do is turn private business into the enforcement arm of the federal government. I mean, the president knows he doesn't have constitutional authority to himself enforce a vaccine mandate on the American people. And so what he's decided is, well, I'll just make employers do it, which essentially means that Americans have to choose between you know, their, their conscience, their, public, their own private public health, uh, sorry, private health decisions, and whether or not to make a living and provide for their families. That's a pretty grotesque uh, and egregious power grab by the government. We, we intend to put a stop to it. Yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting because we've seen, uh, we see this coming out of OSHA and we saw previously, we saw them using the CDC to enforce, uh, you know, eviction moratoriums. And it, right. it's crazy that they're using all of these different arms of the government that don't have really the power to do these things. I, I mean, they have to know uh, that they that they don't have the authority, but I think it's really kind of a challenge, like somebody try and stop me. Yeah. Well, in both of those cases that you bring up, uh, the CDC and its eviction moratorium, and now OSHA and this employer mandate, uh, the president himself has said in both instances that the government didn't actually have the authority. He said, we <laughs> don't have the authority to continue uh, with this with this uh, eviction moratorium. And he said, we don't have the authority less than a year ago to engage in, in these vaccine mandates. So yeah, I, I think the administrative state is sort of a grab bag for the president. Just, you know, any agency will do, you know, you're going to have, pretty soon you'll have you know, the IRS uh, educating your kids and you'll have the Department of Defense, you know, I don't know, doing rectal exams or something. The whole thing's insane. Uh, but Please what's, don't clear speak into existence. It's, what's clear is that it's overreach, right? What's clear is that uh, the government doesn't have the power to do it. And I think it's important for businesses and the states to take action. You know, one thing that I haven't gotten to talk about uh, over the last few, few hours as we've been doing a lot of, of coverage of this, one angle on it is that, you know, individuals all over the country are standing up to their employers. You know, maybe you work for a defense contractor, maybe you work for, uh, you know, an airline or something. And they say, you know, by X date, December 8th or whatever it is now, now January, you're going to have to be vaccinated or you're going to lose your job. And a lot of Americans are rightly standing up and saying, you know, we're not going to put up with that and they're losing their jobs. The problem is, you know, that would be like if in 1776, uh, instead of acting through the Continental Congress and the, and the Continental Army, uh, if George Washington had just gone to Boston and sort of knocked on the general's door and said, I will oppose you. And they would have been like, oh, okay, you're <laughs> under arrest. And then, ah, nuts. And then, you know, like a month later, maybe John Adams goes into Philadelphia and he says, I will oppose you. And they're like, you're also under arrest? Okay. <laughs> like, all you're doing in that, so, you know, suicide's not a good, uh, uh, a good strategy for success. It takes collective action to actually change. The government wants individual conservatives to lose their jobs. They want you mm. to be driven out of uh, the mainstream. You really need businesses and states who have collective uh, you know, power and who have the resources to go fight this, to fight it. And that's why we feel a particular responsibility uh, to engage in this in this particular battle, because we we don't want to see conservatives having to you know, be driven out of the workplace when we could have maybe taken a stand and done something a, a little bit more successful on their behalf. Yeah. And we uh, appreciate it so much. I want to I want to open the floor to Stu and Chandler. Get your thoughts on uh, mm, what's it going really on. breaks a personal 
a deep personal conviction of mine never to appear on camera with Stu. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, Jared. I should have warned you. Yeah. I'm sorry. I apologize. They, they, they said the cost would be high. <laughs> <laughs> Your career I'm, is crumbling already, Jeremy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it looks like you're not going to make it to the, the billboard charts once again. Uh, I want yeah. to I want to add to all of this. Uh, ben Shapiro, of course, um, tweeted mm. out about this. And, and I want to just add to the conversation here all of the things that OSHA is kind of throwing around as a possibility. So he said, so OSHA is promulgating this insanely authoritarian regulation on an emergency temporary basis. They're seeking to make a rule permanent. Here are the questions they're asking about when formulating a permanent rule. Number one, forcing it on employers with under 100 employees, which we all knew would happen. Uh, Number two, forcing fully vaccinated people to be masked. Number three, no exceptions for prior immunity, getting rid of testing as an alternative to vaccination, testing more than weekly, higher standards for masks, social distancing, physical barriers, and further ventilation requirements. Uh, So this is, of course, just the beginning of the authoritarianism. If made permanent, the OSHA rule would be far more onerous. Uh, They could push a national vaccination and mask mandate, which who in the world would put it past them, Stu? First of all, he's pretty smart. Someone should give him a show. Uh, seems like he'd be a good host. Um, I, uh, I, it's, I, I think I find this to be completely fascinating. I totally agree with the uh, utter overreach of this. It's it's completely absurd. And, and, and hopefully, I think the number one option here is Jeremy, along with uh, many others who will be suing here uh, to win and make this so it's not everybody's problem, I hope. And I was talking to a friend uh, who lives here in Texas and owns a business, small business, um, but it's over 100 employees. So I guess it's a medium business. Um, and he uh, he said, you know, I have he's vaccinated. He's vaccinated. He did it by choice. But he has multiple employees who work for him that uh, are, are absolutely a, a hard no. I will not do it under any circumstances. And he's he was saying to me, he's like, look, I'm looking at a situation where thirteen thousand dollars in fines up to one hundred and thirty thousand dollars in fines per incident. And what are my choices here? My choice is, number one, I hope that Jeremy wins, right? Like, that's right. number one, and I think it was everyone's hoping for. But number two is, like, I either have to close my business or file, fire my best employees. Yeah. And, like, that is a situation that, that this mandate puts thousands of business owners in an impossible position because we all want to resist and we hope the court system works but if not what happens then we're all going to be in this position where uh, a, a regular business owner is put in a position of enforcement put in a position of doctor put in a position of yeah. of of, mm-hmm. of parent mm-hmm. all of this is completely absurd and all people want to do is keep their businesses open so yeah. Stu, I, I actually might go a little bit further than that and say you know what happens if we do enforce it no one's really talking about that, but there's an enormous liability yeah. transferred to our businesses if we enforce this. The government is essentially asking us to insert ourselves into the private health care decisions of our employees, a place that anyone who understands employment law knows you should avoid at all costs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they're asking us to actively discriminate on those employees on the basis of that private information. So if you're one of my employees who is vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. I'm you know, if I were a dictator, I'd make everybody get vaccinated, but I'm not dictator <laughs> and neither is Joe Biden. That's the whole point. Right. But it, So I'm vaccinated. You're not vaccinated. And I say to you, fine, you have to wear a mask to work. And every week at your own expense, you're going to have to do some testing and bring to me. And I'm going to have to be the the conservator of the information about your vaccine status. And now let's say that six weeks from now, I need to downsize the company. We're going through some economic hard times or you're negligent on the job and I need to terminate your employment. For whatever reason, it's time for me to fire you. 
immediately you're going to mm. file a suit that says I retaliated against you. Mm. And you're going to say, it, you know, it was hard for him to have me as an employee. He's been discriminating against me. And now he's seeing it through by firing me. And I'm going to have incurred tens, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars of liabilities across all of these various employees on, on that basis. Now, I would oppose this on strictly ideological, strictly philosophical grounds because it's such a an egregious overreach by the government. But it's also the transferring of enormous liability to employers. If you don't do it, they're going to break you through fines. If you do do it, you're going to be broken on the other side by employees who say that you're retaliating against them, discriminating against them, and creating a hostile workspace when you make them muzzle their faces and you don't make other employees muzzle their faces. Yeah, that's so true. Um, Chandler, what are your thoughts on all of this unfolding? I think we're witnessing something that we have never witnessed in this nation before, and it's going to be something that is going to affect us for a very long time, and that is it's really showing the divide between those that are on top and those that aren't. We look at situations like the Met Gala where all these Congress people mm -hmm. or all these people who are famous and have these big deals and are the elites, they don't have to wear their masks, but the people that work for them do, and they want to trickle this down to businesses too except it doesn't matter how rich you are in your business. They want you masked up, and they want you to make sure your employees are masked up. They want you to make sure that your employees are vaxxed up. And like you said, you're vaccinated. You have no issue with anything like that. And I'm, I'm the exact same way. I'm not vaccinated, and I, I don't think I would make that choice for myself. But I respect people that did. And I also respect people's right to be free about it. I respect people's right to mm -hmm. not be forced into it. And the problem is, is that nobody else is respecting this. This so-called uh, duly elected president isn't the one out there respecting it. He's the one out there saying, I don't care what it is. Our patients is wearing thin. Mm -hmm. He is saying that he is siding with, and I'd say his group of people, the elites, to say that everybody else, you need to be, you need to be masked, you need to be vaxxed. We're going to put our masks on for the pictures, but in right. our everyday lives, we're going to be free to live life the way we want to live it. But you don't get that exact yeah. same freedom. Right. And I think we're seeing two prongs of attack and retaliation of this, and that is in both the, you know, the legal system and the courts and with the culture and the people. The people are marching in the streets in New York right now. Uh, Black Lives Matter and MAGA people and other people who aren't either Mm. are all marching together to, to protest against these mandates. Yeah. People are making songs against the vaccines. People are making songs for freedom. People are making all sorts of big moves in this culture and within the group of people that are standing up against the elites that it's clear to see that there is a lot of, uh, of energy against this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I look, Jeremy, we are so grateful that you guys are, are doing this. It's funny, I was just over in Nashville uh, this week. I was visiting you guys. I went and, and appeared on Candace's show, and then uh, I had Michael Knowles uh, on my show as well. I did it out from Nashville from one of our sets there. And I always get the comments, people say, Wow, it's just really refreshing to see conservative media not be threatened by each other. And <laughs> you guys are appearing on each other's networks. And, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, because we know this is more important than us. We are all in this battle together. And with that being said, Jeremy, I want you to um, to please tell our audience what can they do to, to try to help you guys. I, I, I feel like it's probably go subscribe at The Daily yeah. Wire, but I want to let you we let you tell them. Well, it is. You know, so much of the conservative movement, as you know, is powered by nonprofits. And mm -hmm. so one of the things that happens is quite often we make these sort of nonprofit appeals. You know, please, you know, mail in your money. You'll get a five. You'll get a tax donation. Right. Well, that's not how the blaze works. That's not how the Daily Wire works. Uh, the way you support us is to watch our content, to share our content, uh, to, 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 you know, give your business to our sponsors and to subscribe, which is why I tell everyone, if you have, uh, if you can only subscribe to one media company, well, make it mine. But if you can subscribe <laughs> to two, make it the Daily Wire and the Blaze. And we're, we're, uh, to your point, we're very happy for people 
uh, to support the blaze. We see you guys as allies in this fight, and I'm grateful for the opportunity today uh, to share what we're going through. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much, uh, my friend Jeremy, for being on the show. I do hear that there is a, what is the promo code that you guys have going on? Do not comply. Do not comply. You'll get 25% off on a Daily Wire subscription right now at dailywire.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jeremy, and thank you for fighting this fight for all of us. Thank you. Uh, all right. Speaking of trying to make money here because we're not nonprofits, uh, we got to thank our sponsor before we go to break, iTarget Pro. So you got to start thinking about the holidays and what you are going to get your loved ones, especially your loved ones who love their Second Amendment rights. All right. You've got to use iTarget Pro. This is revolutionary. It will allow you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm, whichever one you have that you want to practice with in the comfort, safety, and privacy of your own home, which means uh, you won't have creepy Joe sniffing over your shoulder, okay? I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the cost of ammunition has gone through the roof. So you will not only be able to save in ammunition, you will also be able to save in all of the range fees. Those add up really, really quickly. You gotta try iTarget. It will pay for itself in like just one time of using it. You can download an app on your phone and you load this laser bullet into your firearm with whatever caliber you have and you can start your training experience and get better. You can uh, develop muscle memory, sharpen your target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and much, much more. So Listen, I was going to say if you have a dad in your life who just really loves to go shooting and you want to get this for him, but that would be sexist of me. So if you have a dad or a mom or a wife or a husband, whoever it is, someone in your life needs iTarget Pro. You got to go to iTargetPro.com, save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code NEWS. All right, like I said, it's going to pay for itself in like one time of usage with how much money you are going to save. That is iTargetPro.com, offer code NEWS. So we saw what happened uh, on Election Day. We saw uh, Virginia choose to favor children and parents' rights instead of uh, just handing them off to the government to indoctrinate them into things like CRT and uh, radical transgender ideology. <laughs> we saw a, uh, a county here in Texas that was very heavily Democratic, very blue, uh, flip red. We saw, uh, you know, some things happen in New York, a rejection of uh, democratic socialism in a really huge way with a write-in candidate who, you know, I, we talked about it, but he was mayor, lost in the primary, decided to do a write-in candidacy and actually won again against the Democratic Socialist candidate who was uh, endorsed by all of the usual suspects. So we saw this kind of what we hope would be some sort of an awakening uh, as far as the average American goes, the average conservative, certainly the average moderate Democrat. Um, and we had this conversation here on this, on this set uh, will Democrats actually go back and say, what have we done wrong and regroup? And of course, we overwhelmingly said, absolutely not. The Democrats never do that. They always double down on the same crap that gets them in trouble. And uh, to that end, I would just love to uh, bring to your attention the New York Times uh, <laughs> decided to uh, say that uh, in one of their headlines, after all of this Democrats pounding, they uh, decided to attack the GOP for focusing on 
parental rights in schools. They said, uh, while Terry McAuliffe, the Democratic nominee and his party allies, eagerly condemned the ugliest attacks by their opponents, while conservative news media and Republican candidates stirred the stew of anxieties and racial resentments that animates the party's base, thundering about equity initiatives, books with sexual content, and transgender student on sports teams. Uh, there was another one that uh, they said these that they were talking about uh, the GOP, basically, this is the the old song and dance. They're pouncing on <laughs> all of the Democrats, uh, you know, wrongdoings, but they're pouncing on parental rights in public schools. So I, I want to get your gentlemen, your thoughts on uh, the reaction to this, because I don't think I've seen one Democrat lawmaker, at least, step back and say, we really need to rethink what we're doing here because it sounds like the American public doesn't like it. You know, we saw, who was it, Nicole Wallace, who was like, yeah, yeah. Th- this CRT isn't real. They're just making it up. <laughs> and Yeah, and they're like, they're, they're basically <laughs> accusing parents of being too stupid to do their own homework and understand what their kids are really being taught. Because if you really were smart enough and did your own homework, what you would realize is that you were just fed lies and you just bought them hook, line, and sinker. I mean, we are seeing no... No, like, step back, self-reflection, maybe change course. We're seeing none of that. And on top of that, I I want to get your thoughts on this as well. Joe Biden out there talking about making the vaccine available to 5 to 11-year-olds, even though 5 to 11-year-olds are not uh, subject to any sort of long-term negative consequences or outcomes uh, to this disease. I mean, literally, the the statistics, 0%. Zero percent. Okay, uh, statistically speaking. But um, Joe Biden, even though all of that is true, wants to tie vaccinating your kids to keeping your schools open, meaning he's like, hey, well, the only way that we can try to keep schools open is if you go out and uh, make sure that your kid gets this jab that we have no long term studies for. Watch. And one more thing. Vaccinating our children will help us keep our schools open keep our kids in the classroom, learning, socializing with their classmates and teachers. I think every reporter in this room who has a child understands the difference of a child going to school and having to learn from home. It matters. It matters in terms of their not just physical health and mental health. Now, during this pandemic, we've seen just how important being in school is for families and for our country. So there you have Joe Biden obviously doubling down on basically trying to strip parents' rights away from them or at least tying uh, being able to send their kids to school with making sure to vaccinate them. And then you have the New York Times uh, arguing that the GOP's strong showing on Tuesday night came from its efforts to galvanize crucial groups of voters around what the party calls parental rights issues in public schools, a hodgepodge of conservative causes. This is disgusting behavior from the so-called leader of the free world Mm -hmm. that he is And he's being being very careful about how he's saying this to parents, that it doesn't sound too threatening. But the subconscious message, if you read between the lines he's sending to them, is that, listen, mom and dad, unless you let your kids come and rub my leg down, they're not going to school. And he's saying it very carefully. He's saying, you know, it's very important or or saying uh, if you you have a child, you understand. Chandler, he's also acknowledging that kids staying out of school harms them. Yes. I mean, he acknowledged there it harms them. He said not just physically, but mentally. So he's acknowledging mm-hmm. that if he shut the schools down, it would harm the children. But you still got to do it. It's way more important to get those kids vaccinated in his eyes than for them to 
even live their lives at this at this young age that they're all in where they need these social cues they need this environment they need this education and listen I'm all for saying you know these public schools are a problem but I'd much rather our children be in public schools than be sitting at home learning through a screen I mean if you walk up to your average five-year-old uh, today that that didn't literally didn't go to kindergarten because of the pandemic they're struggling to read mm -hmm. our children and uh, humans in general were not built to learn through a screen we were built to learn in person because you learn all sorts of different things you learn you know uh, cues body language all yeah. sorts of uh, things when it comes to talking to other people you don't get that through zoom you can't get that over the internet that is an in-person thing but now we're forcing our children to even when they do go to school be masked up you look at yourself you look at your teacher you can't learn facial you know facial cues and other things like that uh, if everybody's masked up how are you supposed to do that I, I look at it today and I say this is really bad for the kids because they're going to grow up in this world for a while now. I mean, we've been in this masks for so long now that it, it's, it's all they know. Yeah, yeah, it is really sad. No self-reflection seems to be done. Very little, yeah. very little. Um, very little. Very little. Okay. Uh, you know, you cool. mentioned, you said, is there anyone who's, yeah, who's shown cool. any level of self-reflection? I'll give you a couple. Okay. One, Van Jones. Van Jones on he CNN yesterday. Um, said the era where the Democrats can win elections by just saying Donald Trump is bad is dead. It's over. It's over as of tonight. And he's right on that. Yeah. He also mentioned, hey, we are we come off as Democrats, in his words, as annoying <laughs> and and we're irritating uh, the people, yes. offensive yeah. and all of that completely true. He's just a commentator. I will say, um, you know, Joe Manchin, who uh, I have no faith in actually holding the line on any of these right. bills, did come out and say this I thought was interesting. Um, he says, we, ha uh, we, we have to work together. We can't go too far left. This is not a center left or a left country. We are a center, if anything, a center right country, and that's being shown, and we ought to be able to recognize that. He's the about to get kicked out of the party, though. I know, I know, <laughs> I, well, I know but good. Yeah, I hope they do yeah. kick him out of the party. I mean, because one of the things that can come out of this, right, is that the, the Democrats will see how bad this is. They almost lost the governorship of New Jersey, yeah. right? So this is, it, it, uh, people are judging what they have done in just 10 months mm -hmm. and completely rejecting it. And hopefully that will sh send a few shockwaves of terror into um, uh, House members in purple districts and people like Joe Manchin who can step up and just say, you know what? We're a little freaked out about this. I don't want to spend another three, four trillion dollars right at this second. I hope that comes up uh, as usual, as is typical. Democrats mm -hmm. don't do that. The other instinct that may pop up into their heads is this is a, such a bad situation right now. Biden is so unpopular. We're in such a bad place that it really probably doesn't matter what we do here for the next year. We might as well go for it. Yeah. And that is something I'm legitimately concerned about, because yeah. if they think that way, they'll pass all this stuff Cram and realize they're going to be out of power uh, in, in next year anyway. I mean, I think you can really look at where we are right now in the last year of the Biden presidency, because once we get to 2022, they're going to lose the uh, House and the Senate, at least one of them, almost definitely. And when that happens, he's not going to be able to pass anything. So yeah. this is their window, and I just hope that they they are still considering that they can hold on to power because that 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 sort of instinct and that incentive may make them react to what happened this week. Yeah, but part of me is like, would that be a good thing or a bad thing? Because they keep doubling down on this crap, and I'm like, 
please yeah. Yeah, keep look, doing look, it. Look at how Biden governs. He doesn't care about having control of the House. He doesn't care about having near control of the Senate. He doesn't care about how much actual influence he has to talk to people. No, he just signs executive orders and gets his, his executive departments to do things that they don't even have the authority to do. Yeah. Things that he's even admitted, like, like Jeremy was saying, yeah. they don't even have the authority right. to do. But he just says it. And eventually, somehow, it happens. Yeah. 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 Luckily, our system does have some guardrails around this. I mean, we're gonna, we're te- Jeremy's testing them right now. Right. And I think that hopefully they stand up there. You know, like we talked about having a school, um, you know, not opening up schools. The great part about our system is that's going to come to the state or the local level mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And he For really now. has, at least, yeah, right. He has... He has no actual power to do that. Now, will he manufacture it right. out of some agency? He'll say like, oh, I don't know, the IRS. Can now say, <laughs> right. you know, well, he <laughs> might very well try to do that. Hopefully, the, the courts can step up, as we've seen in the Supreme Court. I mean, we've, we have a little bit uh, of influence there, thankfully, and we'll see how that goes. There's an important gun case, for example, in, in front of the court this week that looks to be going the conservative way. We'll see how it goes. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you never know with this stuff, of course. I just think that, like, there is that you know, we... Uh, the American people have just said they want this stuff gone, right? right? That's what's stopping it. You mentioned this earlier when Jeremy was on. It's legal, but it's also cultural. That's really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see the way, like, you know, I, I was thinking about this because uh, I like sports, as you know, and yes. I try to go to as many sporting events as possible. And, you know, the, in January, in Florida, with Ron DeSantis' estate, I went to a super, the Super Bowl, and there was only 11,000 people in the stadium outdoors in Florida in 2021. In April, here in Texas, I went to the first game of the Rangers uh, opening season. It was the first uh, sporting event in the nation at full capacity. That was in April of this year. Jeez. Last night, I watched a Brooklyn Nets game in New York, indoors, completely sold out. Wow. So that is that is a lot yeah. of progress. Yeah. The American people have set up and said, all right, we're, we're done. done, including Democrats. They're done with yes. it. And yes. we are starting to move on. It's just going not as not as quickly as we'd like. it. Yeah, to go. they're done because they're vaccinated and they're like, we did it. We got the vaccine. Yay. Let us. Yes. Yeah. Let us. Throwing let us get hoops. back to real life. Right. Please. Uh, all right. We've got more to come. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar. So uh, I know those everyone in America loves Thanksgiving. All right. There's a bunch of food. And I know you guys. I don't. But I know you guys stuff your faces. All right. You're but always under perfect control, as we know. I try. Mm-hmm. I try. Well, I, you don't want to see me off the wagon. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I've, just, I've never seen that. I got a turkey leg in one hand. I got a pumpkin <laughs> pie in the other. It's not a pretty picture. All right. But uh, maybe for Thanksgiving, maybe you've got a New Year's resolution coming up. You want to lose more weight. Everyone has that resolution. So don't let yourself go overboard during the holidays and give you more work to do. Uh, you need a dessert that's not so full of calories and sugar. You got to try Built Bar for your holiday dessert. You have a right. couple weeks of pre-burn here. Like you can, you can just be good yeah. for the next couple of weeks. Then you can eat whatever you want. That's things, true. You know? like so, so order your Built Bar, get it, and just eat nothing but Built Bars. <laughs> right, and then I think that's I think, part of a balanced diet, right yeah, there. Right there. Totally. Nothing but Built Bars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'll feel like it's not though, because you are eating something that tastes like a candy bar, but it's actually a protein bar, and uh, it is 180 calories or less. A lot of them are around 130. You got that high protein to keep you full. You got the low sugar. So if any of you are on keto, it works great with that. Uh, so just make sure. I mean, you can look at go. They've got raspberry built bars. You can have that instead of your your pie, your raspberry pie. Uh, so I'm just telling you, we've gotten emails, uh, text, me- not text messages. No one has my phone number, but DMs from on all sorts of social media. You guys sending me your pictures of all of your built bar orders. Uh, I know you guys are loving it. So those of you who have not checked it out, you got to go try it. It is built.com. Use promo code news 15. You'll save 15 percent off of your first order. That is news 15 over at built.com.
Before we get to this next story, I do want to talk to Chandler about uh, your you and Bryson Gray. Yes. And who's the other gentleman? Tyson James. Tyson yeah. James. Uh, you guys, I, I heard you on Bryson's song, Let's Go Brandon. Yep. Which we covered on the show was uh, like, it was banned. It was, you guys yeah. got in trouble. It was yeah. heavily censored. I, um, but it turns out it was very popular. Yeah, I got, I got a two-week YouTube suspension for that. They banned <laughs> a 17-year-old, uh, a, a black 17-year-old off of YouTube for rapping, guys. No. If you said this 10 years ago that you would have, or if you said this during a Black Lives Matter protest, they would have burned down the YouTube headquarters. How about yeah, that? Yeah, well, until they found out who you supported. Exactly. Then. That is crazy. Wait, so. For what, so, though? Why, why yeah, that's what I was going to say. On your channel? It was medical misinformation. That's what it was. Okay, so I uh, so I listened to um, I listened to Glenn. I know Glenn interviewed Bryson, mm -hmm. and I listened to the entire song, and I listened to the very beginning, and I thought that Glenn made an excellent point, which was he actually plays Joe Biden. Yes, and that's giving, the medical misinformation. It, have you guys found out if that really is what they're saying? Because uh, that's the only medical misinformation is Joe Biden saying, "What's he say? Like this vaccine will keep you guys." From you're not going to get dying, COVID. and it, you're not, yeah, you're if, not going to get COVID. If you have these vaccines, yeah, yeah, at the beginning, it's it's, it's literally a Joe Biden clip, and that is the only misinformation I can hear is Joe Biden himself saying you're not going to get COVID. It's going to solve everything if you get the vaccine. Well, there is there is a certain lyric in there, and I won't say it out of out of respect for you guys and your <laughs> channel. I don't want you guys to get caught with another. No, seriously, I go on people's channels and they get strikes for me going on there. It really sucks. But uh, you that well, I was going to say, well, uh, this is awkward because uh, can we just erase everything that we taped and tape it again? I'm yeah, but there is there is something that can be considered considered medical misinformation. But the thing is, is that this is art. It's this art. is music. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you have you have people that make songs about pull up on the cops or spin the block on them, pull up yeah. with the Glock shoot them till they off the clock. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. They, a rhyme about killing people. Right. Yeah. Or, Which is right. amazing. Or, and you felt no worry about saying that right. on the air because that's not right. going to get you banned. That's totally <laughs> fine. If you want to say you want to shoot cops, everyone's fine with it. Yeah. Or, or Lil Nas X with his music video about doing weird things with the devil. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. We have all sorts of different things in the culture that, that are terrible messages mm -hmm. that honestly, if you, if you read closely to the terms of service, probably are in violation of something but get a free pass because they're art. But when it's right-wing art mm. or I, not, not even necessarily right-wing because there's a lot more people saying let's go Brandon than you think so just yeah I don't know rebellious art that's when it's not allowed anymore yeah yeah it, it, it is crazy because I mean this is coming from uh, a bunch of people who said far worse oh yeah than the benign phrase I mean we understand what it means but at least we have the decency to just say let's go Brandon yeah. instead of being Robert De Niro I, and standing up on the stage saying this. F Trump and Kathy Griffin holding a exactly a beheaded we, we Trump. say let's go Brandon at events sometimes we say the more expletive version yeah. they hold severed heads modeled <laughs> after the president of the United States and and they get no repercussions for it. Well, you know what repercussions they're going to get now for banning our song is that our song now tops the charts. Our song is now on the Billboard Hot 100. Our song gave this 17-year-old that was banned off of YouTube his very first Billboard charts. Five of them. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane that, that, that they tried to take us down and it did not go so well for them. Yeah, I, will, I will say, too, I, we've been in several large crowds with my, my kids. And um, at first, the F Joe Biden was breaking out. And I... Yeah, I agree like, with the sentiment, uh, not in love know, with it around I my know, kids. That's, that's how I Let's go, know. Brandon works much, much better. Yeah, and perfect. my uh, my my sister, I guess my brother-in-law, his name is Brandon. So my yeah. kids just think we've got a sign in the front of our house cheering on a, uh, their uncle. Yeah, that which is, is fantastic. so funny. It's so perfect. Well, too. no, my okay. So I wore I wore the shirt, and my son was like. 
what, why yeah. does it say Let's Go Brandon? I was like, it's a producer that we have at the studio, which <laughs> yeah. is true. It's yeah, Elijah yeah. and Cindy's producer. Yeah, I'm like, we, we just really are rooting for him. Yep. I mean, think about this too. It's really important and impactful for the culture. A follower of mine sent me a video from her high school where they were chanting Let's Go Brandon at a high school football game. Mm. Now think about this. If they had chanted the more expletive version, they would have all been suspended. Right. Yeah. But right. Let's Go Brandon is family friendly. Let's Go Brandon is simply a political euphemism. It's a code word. Yeah. So they were able to say it at their high school football game. And I was like, you know what? This is even more important than I thought. I was, you know, I, the song is great, but I didn't think it would be this big. I didn't think it would be this important so that even our youth can join in together. Even Christians who don't curse, even people who have a fundamental disagreement against actually cursing their sitting president, unlike the lady who held a severed head. I still can't believe that. Yeah. We can all get together and say, let's go, Brandon, and still feel happy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting too because it really is a joke, not necessarily all only on Joe Biden. It's a joke yeah, on the media, yes, right? The yes, media was yes. sitting there kind of covering this up, and it feels so such a microcosm of what the real world is, right? right? Like this is happening all the time. People are getting banned off of YouTube because they say things against this president, and this is a way of the media trying to essentially censor the anti-Biden yep. sentiment. And so we're just embracing it and making it, it now has its own life, and you can't stop it. Yeah, which is which is funny because you would think that they would learn their lesson that once they. <laughs> try to censor you on something that just makes people want the information more. Mm. Yeah, it's your classic emperor has no clothes situation in which everybody else, they're standing there saying, F Joe Biden. And she's like, let's go, Brandon. Well, we're all going to look at you and say, you're a clown. We know what you're doing. We're going to say what you said. You're going to look like a clown for the rest of your life because everybody, every, anytime somebody researches it, they're going to find out it was this NBC reporter that tried to cover it up. And that NASCAR driver is going to get away with a, uh, a very fine check for all this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, feel, I do feel bad for him. I know we got to go to break. I do feel bad for him sometimes. I'm like, oh, yeah, Because he, he really won. No, and he, yeah. he, he loved it. He loved <laughs> it. He is. He's, he's, he's been posting about okay. it. He's okay. So okay. Yeah. okay, good, good. 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 I'm gl I am glad to hear that. I, I, hope like, I, get, I hope I get to meet him one day. Yeah, thank would, him for everything. That would be pretty epic. All right. We have got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Taser. So obviously your family is very important. You want to protect them. And uh, sometimes there are some of you out there who happen to live in these liberal uh, cities or states where they make it very impossible for you to be able to do that by using the Second Amendment and your, uh, your rights to own a firearm. So if you're in one of those cities, or maybe you have someone in your life that you know that just, they feel uncomfortable. I know people like this. They just feel uncomfortable holding a gun. They feel like it's a lot of pressure, but they still want the ability to protect their families. You got to try Taser. All right. They, uh, the Taser Pulse Plus can shoot up to 15 feet away. It will lock up an attacker's muscles for up to 30 seconds. This is no joke. Uh, it will give you the opportunity to have a head start out of there and uh, get out there and get help. It pairs with your phone. It alerts emergency dispatchers with your GPS location as soon as you fire it. It weighs eight ounces. You can carry it anywhere. So if you needed to carry it on your hip, in your purse, in your glove box, wherever you need to carry it, you got to make sure that you are protected. All right. Protect yourself. Protect your family. Taser devices have saved over 237,000 lives since 1993. You got to get the Taser Pulse Plus today. Save 15% over at taser.com with promo code Y. That is W-H-Y over at taser.com. That's T-A-S-E-R.com. Promo code Y. Supplies are limited and restrictions apply. So see site for details. 
Following an impromptu inspection of a D.C. jail, a federal judge has ordered the release of January 6th defendant Christopher Worrell over the mistreatment of detainees. Now, this was a su- surprise inspection that took place uh, by U.S. Marshals. and uh, But the report from this inspection, this was done last month. The report from the inspection was not made public until just yesterday. So due to the findings, this is U.S. District Judge Royce Lamberth, who said he has zero confidence that the D.C. jail will provide the treatment correctly and not retaliate against Worrell. Uh, He called the jail conditions deplorable and beyond belief. He ordered Worrell to be transferred immediately to another jail and then uh, released home to start cancer treatment. So this is not the first time that we have heard of this. This was the um, this was the same gentleman who uh, he needed surgery approved to for a broken wrist and they kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and this is what we've been hearing with much more than just this detainee uh, that they are not getting access to their lawyers they're not getting access to their families they're in solitary confinement uh, for who knows how long and uh, being stonewalled and now we are seeing some movement here in the court system actually confirming that uh, these January 6th defendants are being mistreated in a really big way gentlemen your thoughts i think it's fascinating to just just watch the arc of all of this you know you you have obviously january 6th was uh, you know i mean I, we've talked about it a million times on the show um but think about the position the democrats were in on january 7th right they have this all this terrible footage they can show they can show on tv they can say donald trump was the worst person in the entire world they go through an impeachment process they he finally leaves office they are at a point where they are talking to themselves mm-hmm. about being the the party. Maybe the Republicans will be a regional party, but we can win all these national elections. This is a part, this is where the Democrats basically are able to hold power off of this event for all this time. And 10 months later, they've done such a bad job. The America has stepped up and said, no, 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 go away. Yeah. Can those January 6 people come back, please? Yeah. You know, like, it's yeah. been, it's a good- Bring inc- back our brothers and fathers. <laughs> yeah, well, that, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's an incredible failure for the Democrats, right? Like they really were in a position where if they were at all competent and, and, and not power hungry, that this is the type of political situation a party wants right right? they want to be able to have some terrible event that they can point at yet here it is we have a situation where now they're already being rebuked in in a big way um and of course like you know just like anybody who gets charged with a crime should be treated humanely that's that's a a very basic uh part of our society and a low hurdle for the government to clear they should be able to clear it every time which they would of course advocate for Mm -hmm. if these people were not wearing red maga hats yeah no, imagine, like seriously, imagine if it, w- if it was Democrats who had stormed the Capitol on the 6th. Not only would there not be a January 6th commission or anything like that, these men, uh, these men and I believe there are some women too, that are sitting in, 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 these, in these jails would not be there. Well, yeah, we had uh, people with Black Lives Matter rallies oh, burning down yes. cities, and I think I get, a lot of actually, them got that, their cases dismissed. That, that is their equivalent. Mm-hmm. In fact, no, it was across the entire nation yeah. for a period of two months mm-hmm. that they burned things down. They literally stormed the White House and got no repercussions for it. They burned down a church, and we don't even know who did it. We don't know who's been arrested for that. They're not sitting in jail right now. They haven't been awaiting trial. They haven't just been rotting in prison. 
They haven't received anything like that because they get treated on a different level than we do. And this isn't even a necessarily good versus evil, elites versus non-elites, because these guys aren't elites either, but they are pawns to the elites. They are pawns to the systems. Notice they're still wearing their masks. They're still out here championing the vaccine and all that, but they're also still being used to push that same political narrative and still being used to push the idea that, that their ideas are superior to ours. Yeah. Well, at least there's one judge who says uh, we're not putting up with this anymore, and we are grateful for that. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Really is incredible. Before we go, I would just like to give a reminder. Make sure that you are subscribed on YouTube to Stew Does America. Mm. I think are there there can be many stews on YouTube. Uh, no, actually, if you just type in the word stew, I'm like the first channel there. It just go, that's that's yeah, pretty that's convenient. STU, that's it. I should just change my name to something that's like way more unique. And then people, people will, you know what the problem with you is they're going to put that H on there. Oh, gosh, that it's unnecessary. H. Don't put the H. You don't even <laughs> pronounce it. I'm tired of it. Uh, also, Chandler, I want to make sure everyone knows where they can find you. Well, at least when people type in your name, they're, they're not trying to find a friend's character. <laughs> uh, if you guys would like to find, e, find me, please make sure to follow me on Twitter, Gab, Gitter, at Real C, C-R-U-M-P. And you can also find my new album, Dark Winter, available on all streaming services. That is D-A-R-K-W-I-N-T-R by Chandler. Crump. I love that. Cool. The the artwork uh, for oh, yeah. that, that cover is really awesome. Yep. And of course, I am going to need to ask you later where you got your shirt because... <laughs> oh, well, actually, I can answer right now. You oh, guys please. can find my shirt, Vax Rebel, at ChandlerCrump.com. Oh, and gosh. it is actually uh, one of the songs on the album. It's called Vax Rebel. And it's my, uh, not necessarily anti-vaccine, but pro-freedom uh, anthem that we all need to be blasting if we're going to get out of this system. Amen. Amen. Well, it was great to have you back on. Uh, you guys, make sure that you are following these two gentlemen and uh, I will see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.